Hey, everybody, we're back talking about making disciples. We've talked a lot about this the last couple of weeks, about what it is to make disciples, of course, following Jesus and helping others follow Jesus in the everyday stuff of life, and the various contexts where this activity takes place, a lot of informal situations where you're on the go. In fact, the Great Commission starts at as you go, therefore as you go. Um, in your going, go make disciples. And so there, there is a natural uh, rhythm of discipleship where it happens kind of in the nooks and crannies of life, not, not necessarily the times where you've scheduled or set it aside or had a, a coffee date or, you know, church activity. Um, it happens more informally a lot of the times. Um, and, and it's kind of a learned skill. Um, to, to kind of cultivate those conversations. And today, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that, um, this sort of learned skill of on-the-go discipleship. And the first thing that I want to suggest is that in order to be a good disciple maker, you have to learn how to be good at being a friend. You have to be good at making friends. And this is something that, um, I don't know, for some people, it's very intuitive. They understand that, hey, if I, if I want the ability to speak into this person's life, they've got to know that I, got, I care about them. They want to, they got to know that I, I want to be connected to them and I'm invested in them. And so we've got to foster a friendship of sorts. And, and these, these all happen on varying levels. Um, you might have your closest of friend, maybe, maybe your work buddy, somebody that you're really, really close to, uh, that discipleship can happen, but you can also have like friendships, um, relationships that are not, not, not necessarily your go-to best friend, but there's still discipleship taking place. And I think a lot of times, as we're placed in missional community with people who are different from us, we have different personalities, we have different hobbies, different interests, uh, you'll find yourself in a situation where, man, it's hard to relate to somebody, um, hard to get a conversation going, um, and and move into the surface level, so how was your week, into really meaningful uh, discipleship conversations. And so I hope to break this down a little bit, um, to make this a little more accessible. And I, I think in order to move into those discipleship conversations, take things out of the, the acquaintance zone and into the discipleship realm, one of three things must happen. Now, I, I put an asterisk by at, must because there, there might be some exceptions to this rule, and usually the exceptions prove the rule. But I, I want to say one of these three things must happen in order for you to make your to take your 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 relationship from the acquaintance zone into the friend zone, deep into the discipleship zone. And the first thing that helps is finding a common interest. Now, for some people, this is easy. It's like, you know, I love Star Wars, you love Star Wars. I love football, you love football. Whatever that thing is, um, you, you just, you, because you both like it, you gravitate to it. And what makes this even sweeter is when, when you both are gravitated towards the same hobby or interest and you both love Jesus because then it's just like a seamless transition of talking about, you know, baseball into life or, or disappointment and dealing with, with the frustrations of life and how Jesus has seen you through those things and just conversation naturally flows. But that conversation typically gets, gets initiated by a shared interests, um, at least in the preliminary stages of of the relationship, there are times I've got friendships that I mean I, I can go you know months and months without talking to somebody, and then we just pick right back up where we left off, and uh, we, we don't need the fluffy stuff. We can get right to the heart of of what's going on with us and and life and Christ and and all of those things. 
But a lot of times things that help us uh, move deeper and, and, and feel more connected to people is finding a shared interest. And so um, that will really help you in the, the life of connectivity, the life of discipleship is, is in addition to Christ, right? Who is enough to bring us together, right? And, and I'll show that's the case in the, the next two. Um, in addition to that, having that really profound connection that we're brothers and sisters in Christ, we also love this thing, whatever that might be. And so that can be really helpful um, in deepening relationships and, and moving from acquaintance level into to deep friendships that move to discipleship. If you're not sharing a common interest, then the next thing is you need to be interesting. Um, what I mean by that is you need something that other people can ask you questions about and you are okay talking about it and you don't feel weird about it. So like if you were to come up and talk to me and start talking about Formula One racing or something, um, and you may not know anything about it, but you asked me, and so I'm happy to tell you about it. And in this time, the, the level of connectivity is growing because I'm getting taught to talk to you. I'm going to share something I'm passionate about. Um, that, that will draw us together and be a springboard for deeper relationships down the road. What we're doing here is we're talking about building relational rapport. Um, and, and, and there's, there, it's hard to measure like, at what point then do you get to go into the deep conversations? Because I, I do think that there are going to be situations where maybe the deep conversations can happen without doing all this other stuff, or at least thinking through some of these other things. Um, but, but being an interesting person helps you foster friendships and discipleship that leads to uh, deep conversations, deep spiritual conversation. And if you're not interesting, if you are boring which I don't think anybody is truly boring because I think somebody's always interested in something. But if you're you're interested about things that other people don't want to hear about, or or maybe they just don't express interest in in asking questions, then you get to to flip the 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 seat and you get to become interested. Your job is to now ask that person the things that they're into. Ask them about their work. Ask them about their hobbies, their interests, their what they do with their free time. Uh, what you know, their family about. You get to talk about the stuff that they they like to talk about. And the more they talk to you, um, the more you find these common interests. Even though it may not be over the same exact thing, you find these threads that seem to run you together. Now again, the ultimate thread that brings us all together in discipleship is Jesus. Right? He's the foundation of these relationships. He is, he is the one who brings us into relationship together in the first place, that together we're adopted into the family of God. But it's these gospel friendships, these friendships that, that have shared interests that oftentimes um, carry a, uh, a higher potency for discipleship, a higher capacity for digging into some of the discipleship. And really, again, what you're doing is you're, you're building rapport, you're building friendships um, that, that will open you up to another person and open that other person up to you. Now, as we talk about discipleship as friendship, that's not where discipleship stops. It, it doesn't just stop with that common interest. It's simply an in, in-path. In no, an inroad. That's what I meant to say. Uh, it's an inroad into that person's life. Um, and as you get to know them and, and what, what makes them tick, then there's opportunities all over the place for you to, to engage. And so I, I do think that discipleship is, is a kind of friendship. It's, it's a kind of, of caring. We are to, to love one another. Um, and it's, it's, it's sort of a, a sibling love, but it, it's a, a friendly sibling love at that. 
um, where, where we actually do harbor real genuine affection for one another. And, and we have real compassion for one another. And we, and we have a real desire to see each other prosper and to, to do well. And so this all comes from, this is all rooted in, in God's love for us that we then share with other people. And I think this is the beginning. The, what I just highlighted here is sort of like the beginnings of love of your, your brother or sister in Christ. It's just starting that friendship. And as, as God blesses that and, and, and your hearts um, sort of grow together, then all kinds of new opportunities open up. So it's not just a friendship, but an intentional friendship. Because we're not just hanging out, watching the football game. We're not just going on a shopping trip or, we're, you know, like the, these are, are um, great moments of fun and enjoyment, but they're also great moments of opportunity. And so what we're doing with intentional friendship is we're saying, yeah, I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you. But I, I also want to see that happen. And I'm willing to, to speak into your life, to be part of your life in a way that contributes toward that end. Oh, I just choked on myself. Uh, that contributes to that end. Um, I want to be a, a catalyst for your growth. I want to help you uh, see the glory of Christ to an even greater degree. I want to see you free of, of the sins that ensnare you. I want to see you liberated from the guilt and the shame that you carry around because why I love you. I'm, you're, you're my friend and I care deeply for you. And so we want to talk about intentional friendship and in part of intentional sh- friendship is, is realizing um, that you have influence. And using that influence, um, and, and it's not usually a formal kind of influence. It's not just a, like a, uh, this person is, um, holds some sort of office above me and has a formal authority, but it's more of a, a, an, um, a natural, uh, granting of authority. It's a natural valuing of someone's input and what they have to say that says, yeah, I'm willing to be influenced by you. I'm willing to let you speak into my life that will lead me more toward Christ. And so what I'm thinking about here is again, we're, we're in specific places, specific contexts with the objective of, of making, uh, of, of following Jesus and helping other follow Jesus in the everyday stuff of life. And I think the vehicle that kind of brings us to that place um, is the the relationships that, that we have. Um, and some of them are going to come easy. Like I've got friends that, that it's just super easy. It's super easy to be friends because usually it revolves around um, having a lot of shared interests or a lot of shared experiences. Um, Cause even some of my college friends, we didn't have anything in common, but we had a lot of shared experiences and that was what kind of brought us together. Um, so it could be shared interests, shared experiences. And, and on a side note on that, that's one of the reasons why your mission, your your group mission at in your missional community is such an important thing. It's not only an opportunity to bless and to serve uh, the people that we want to bless and serve and to be on mission and evangelize and share the gospel with people. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to do something together as a community that knits us together into a, a deeper, more profound way. And so I would say, like, if your community, your missional community is having a hard time um, going deep, a hard time um, connecting over things, maybe maybe you should get more involved with your group mission or find more group activities or, or even fun nights to do, host more parties or barbecues or whatever it might be, go to, to the baseball games or, or I guess hockey's starting up or whatever it might be, and spend time together, share those experiences, and those shared experiences are going to deepen your friendship. Another thing that really 
launches you into deeper relationship is learning how to ask good questions. And this goes back into um, learn how to be interested in people. Um, learn how to ask good questions. And and just a lot of times it's just as simple as asking follow-up questions or, or kind of probing questions. And, and I'm not saying like you're on a, a sin hunting journey where you're trying to beat somebody up with their sin or something. I'm saying like asking questions to get to know them better. So then that way you're, you get to piece their story, even asking them to hear their story, I, I, like where God's brought them through their life. And I, I'm... I'm probably going to get made fun of a little bit for saying this, but if if you struggle with um, conversations and going deep, like uh, use use some cheat sheets here. Um, they make conversation starting cards. If you have somebody over for dinner and you feel like the conversation gets kind of stale, you can pull those bad boys out and you can have some great conversation. And I bet you're going to get to know that person really well and have a good time. Um, that's a shout out to some of the ladies here in our, our church that really appreciate that. And I do think there is certainly a place for those cards. I will admit it. And it's helpful. Um, and so anyway, let me wrap this up here. I'm, I'm starting to ramble, but I do think that as we talk about discipleship, um, it's not, it's not in a classroom. There are going to be times where, yeah, we need to learn and, and we might be sitting down in a classroom. We might be sitting down in a Porterbrook seminar um, it's not, it's not simply memorizing Bible verses. You can do that. And that, that should be part of your spiritual disciplines and you can do it with other people too. But the way that we share life, cause Paul says, he says it in first Thessalonians, first Thessalonians two, eight, he says, we cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you, not only the gospel of God. So not only the substance of discipleship, but also our own lives. That's relational. That's friendship because you had become dear to us. You hear, you hear that friendship language in the way that the, the apostle Paul talks to the Thessalonians. And so uh, this is, should be the heart that we have to one another. But yes, we are, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. That is true. Now live like it, live like we care for one another, live like we're interested in what's going on, ask good questions and let God take those relationships and bless them and use them for discipleship in powerful ways. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, man, it would be so nice if somebody would just do this with me, if somebody were just to be my friend. If you're feeling that way, I want to I put the challenge on top of you here. Um, I, I want to encourage you. You be the catalyst for this. You go out and start sparking up friendships. You go out and and have people over for dinner. You start saying, "Hey, my my place is your place. Let's let's get to know each other a little bit and seeing our lives a mesh a bit." And I think a great place to start with this are the are the relationships that you have within your missional community. Certainly, if you've been around for a while, your missional communities have multiplied, and, and you've gone. You've, you've probably had friendships that you've maintained throughout multiplications, and that's fine. That's totally fine. And it's okay to not be best friends with the people who are in your MC, but God wants to give us these friendships, these gospel friendships, uh, and, and use them, uh, to advance, to, uh, to, to help people grow in their discipleship. So we, to use them intentionally for kingdom purposes. So that's my cha- challenge to you. Think of your friendships as vehicles for discipleship. If you need your placement, it'd be nice to have some friends. What would it look like for you to initiate some friendships? Who might you have over this week? 
uh, to share a meal with and ask questions and get to know them and, and learn what gets them ticking. Maybe you get to share some of that stuff, or maybe you have stuff in common that you can bond over as you celebrate the fact that you are all brothers and sisters in Christ. I love you guys. I'll wrap it up here today um, as we get done talking about discipleship as friendship. We have a great rest of your week. Can't wait to worship with you on Sunday. 